This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, everyone. We are driving home from the Davis Graduate. This is uh, Christopher Gonzalez in the passenger seat of the car of... Megan Barcelia. And we got to talking about the ideal line dance venue. And this is a question that's come up in previous podcast interviews, um, especially among people who go to a lot of different like country bars and whatnot. And as we were leaving the Davis grad, we felt like we still needed to go somewhere, like the dance was not out of our bodies yet. And unfortunately, it's Monday night, so we didn't have a whole lot of options. options. <laughs> yeah. So then we were th- we were thinking and talking about um, if we just had our own place, like uh, anytime you feel like dancing, you just flip the lights on. If, if you have that kind of place, then you, know, you could maybe have like uh, living quarters so that people could come visit from out of town or from out of country, and you could host events. And we were thinking about different things that we would want it to have for it to be just like the total package so that you wouldn't feel like you needed to necessarily go to some other place because you have everything at home already. So, this got me to thinking, I actually have a list um, of qualities that one might find in an ideal line dance venue. I haven't looked at this in a very long time. I don't know what's on it. Um, The top of the page says, what I love about, in brackets, ideal line dance bar. So, um, in addition to I'm sure thinking about new and different things that aren't on this list. Um, Yeah, we're just going to kind of air what would be in our eyes based on where we've been, what we know, and what we've experienced, what would make for the ideal place. So if anybody also is out there and and has opinions on this and maybe millions of dollars, (laughs) we encourage you to join the conversation (laughs) with us on this. Number one. Oh, easy peasy. Free, convenient access to water. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, you'd think that that would just be a thing you take for granted, like, as, of course, any place would do that, but a lot of places charge, and a lot of places don't have clean tap water. Like, in the country, if we were to have a venue and we just used the municipal tap, it might not be guaranteed to be the best. So, I think that would be a a basic need that every dancer especially those who dance hard for several hours at a time, every one of them is going to want free, convenient access to water. So it's kind of like a softball entry to our giant list. For me, although free water is definitely preferred, um, I don't necessarily have a problem with the idea of, like I've been to a couple places where they will have like a mini fridge in which you can... Um, grab a bottled water and donate a dollar. And most people, because they're not actually charging for it, it's a donation. Right. People are inclined to also put in that dollar or even more sometimes as a thank you for offering this. Um, So I'm not opposed to technically paying for the water as long as I have access to it. But I also like the idea of the donation. Um, Again, like I said, obviously free would be preferable. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that, you know, 
that's always definitely an option for me. But access to clean, nice, refreshing water is definitely key. And if we want to get crazy, because this is our ideal list, I've seen there's a place um, that has like a little promo video called Ethel's, I think it's called Ethel's Old Corral in Bakersfield. I haven't been there myself. It's been on my list of places to check out on the weekend because they do like concerts on Sundays. And they have a little area. I think it's koozies that they have there that people are allowed to leave. And if people, let, uh, you were talking about the yes, mini fridge. If I remember you, that. If people had like their own mug yeah. or their own, you know, whatever ceramic glass that they um, they could leave and then feel more at home there because it's their yeah. thing, then they can like literally say they left a little piece of themselves there. Exactly. Like it's, they, they always know that they're remembered. Another, I mean, another idea too, like if you want to play with it, is at, uh, one of the things that I really, really like about Sonoma State University is they have those refillable yes. stations that actually calculate how many like water bottles have been saved just by you refilling it there and it's filtered water and everything. Yeah, and it tells you like the filter uh, health, like so yeah. they know when to replace it. It's going to be the best quality. Yeah, and it's, and it's just a drinking fountain. But because it's there and you can just keep refilling it, then at that point too, um, the venue doesn't have to be like, oh, this giant jug is out of water. I need to refill it. They can right. just kind of have it there on the wall. Yes. And then people can use it as, as needed, which if they also have their like own little glass or mug or you know, mason jar or water bottle even, they could, you know, leave it there. Yeah. No plastic cups even. Like, exactly. So waste free. I like it. <laughs> Number two. Secure, oh, so what I love about Ideal Line Dance Bar. Security makes me feel safe and trusted, not like some criminal waiting to strike. There are some places that I've been where it seems like they're just waiting for someone to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing, and they can make you feel like it's not a safe place to be, like because they're expecting trouble. And then there are other places where you know that they're alert and they're strong, they can take care of problems if they happen, but that's not what they're focused on. They're there to, like chat you up and say like hey so how are you liking this place so far is this your first time like they'll they'll still keep an eye open for everything but they I feel like they can do a lot more good by coming at it with assuming you have the best intents in mind like no matter who you are how scary you look you can come in with like a big leather jacket and they're gonna be friendly because they don't imagine you're going to do anything wrong so then you don't feel like you want to do anything wrong so I'm not sure what the actual technical term for it is but my old boss, he would he would always call himself a cooler when he worked security at the bar he works at because it's his job to cool the situation down. Yes. So it's his job to de-escalate it, which means he has to approach it appropriately, um, which I always liked that idea as opposed to, like, security. Right. Um, you know, like, I, I definitely like the idea of I was speaking with... Uh, somebody else you know that we know or whatever at one of the venues and he was like yeah you know I've had to throw a lot of people out tonight I'm like really I haven't seen it he goes that's because we're doing our job yep and it's like that idea like there are these people to take care of these situations but it doesn't impede on the environment to the point where I who happen to generally be a pretty observant person because I like to be aware of my surroundings Mm -hmm. don't notice that people are getting 
thrown out <laughs> for whatever reason, it's definitely nice. I think security definitely is important at these venues um, for obvious reasons, but also there has to be a tactful way of doing it. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast, a Tip Ferris podcast, with a guy who does jujitsu, and he was talking about how when people are trying to get out of situations, there's throttling up and throttling down, and like you might you might be one type of person or another, and if if you are provoked and you want to end it, and all you know how to do is like break the guy's knees, like that's not always necessarily what you should do. And the story he told was uh, there was a guy at his party and he was being a pain and he needed the situation to end but the guy's still his friend like if he only knew fighting styles that end the guy then that's that's gonna end the friendship and like maybe cause like criminal charges to be pressed and things but like the guy was really out of hand and fortunately the style of martial arts he knows uh, he was able to just lock the guy's arms up and be firm with him and have a solid stance and tell him like, cool it. man, I, I love you, but, like, you've got to go. Like, it's the only way right now. There's there's no way, other way that this night can go better unless you just kind of remove yourself from the situation. And that that made the guy who was all locked up in the, the, the hold that he was yeah. in realize, like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the best thing. So they both came at it from a place of, like, we want the best for both of us. And then they just took it down a notch. And this guy still left. Yeah. It wasn't just like, you know, tried to do better, friend. Like, he really did get results. Sometimes less is more. Right. He got the results that a security person would, but without causing the person to, like, never want to speak to him again. Or in a venue's case, never want to come back. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, like, the more people are... I love this so much about circuit events is that like we we don't have to because there's no alcohol we never have to worry right. with all of us collected in one place I remember after the thing happened in France I was so scared like how it seemed random and then again in Orlando like that could have been me at some at like Stoney's or something like these people didn't do anything like they right. and there was security so like it's it's scary to think that when you have a lot of people in one place eventually security becomes necessary yeah um and at least this way, it, it is the best possible kind of security. Right. And, I mean, I know, like, specifically at Vegas, I never once, like, even thought about the fact that there wasn't, like, your traditional security right. bouncer. And it was, yeah. like, I never questioned it. Like, yeah. I just felt safe the whole Absolutely. time. Yeah. So, depending on the situation, if I mean, if you're not going to you know like offer alcohol because that's not a necessity for me at a venue by any means um then you know like that takes away quite a few potential variable problems just simply because of the fact that you know alcohol impedes your judgment yep also there's a huge buy-in with circuit like you have something to lose if you go to a country bar and there's no cover and you're from out of town you can start a bunch of nonsense and leave and think whatever I was never going to come back anyway yes. but with big events you're put, putting at least a hundred dollars down just on the registration you got like lodging you're not going to mess things up right exactly so there is something to be said about that yeah but yes uh, if there is security at like a local venue kind of style it definitely needs like I said to be more of a cooler situation right 
where they can handle the situations with it flying under the radar for the most part um, and just get, you know, like a win-win situation for a bad one. Right. So. All right. Number three, what I love about Ideal Line Dance Bar, staff, persons, know or ask for my name and display theirs prominently slash creatively. I like when people that have little designs on their name tags at like Starbucks or whatnot. Um, and I like feeling like they care who I am and that I, I know who the owner is and they come down and like chat with us. Like, I, uh, Great Gatsby, he would throw these parties and then people would wonder like who he is and that's cool like with mis- mysteriousness and all that but it becomes more of a family when you all know well, each other really well. Exactly. That was one of the, that was one of the things I really enjoyed about um, Mavericks was I knew who Jen was. Yeah. And I had several conversations with her just because she'd be sitting there and be willing to talk about things and she, you know, you know, explain things and enjoy a conversation about absolutely nothing at all. And she made a point to talk to me when she saw me. Same thing with Stoney's and Kevin. Oh, absolutely. Like, he makes sure to walk around and shake the hand of people and be like, hey, thanks for coming out tonight. And it's like, oh, you know, or he's like, I missed you. I haven't seen you in a while kind of thing. And it's like, you remember me. I yeah. feel so a part of this, you know, and it, it definitely makes for a lasting impression, um, a more welcoming and excitable environment, mm-hmm. which makes people want to come back. Yeah. And I never get the sense, and I didn't get it from Jen either, that they were looking at, like, their business portfolio and what's hot right now and, you know, uh, what, 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 oh, country bars, let's, let's uh, do one of those and, and we can make money in all these ways and, uh, and I guess I could learn to dance. I don't know, it's not really a priority. They're dancers. They start as dancers. Yeah. You feel that from them when they're out there. They look so excited when they get, when Kevin gets to two-step or Jen gets to do, like, right. beers ago or something. And... Like, you can see how passionate they are for this. So, they wouldn't want to miss the night either. Like, they, yeah. they're they not there to just sit in the office and, like, lord over us. Like, they want to be with us because that's why they bought the place. Right, exactly. They want a place to dance and for their friends to dance. And so, they figure, why not extend that out? Same with circuit events, too. Like, I, I remember in Chicago seeing Mark Casenza out there for... Uh, a lot of dances, and as well as uh, Doug and Jackie in Vegas. Right, exactly. Like I loved when you know, like Jackie was on the floor and like having fun, just like the rest of us. I was like, oh, yay! You know, it's it's nice that even with all the work that they have to do, they get to partake in the enjoyment as well. Right. So. And also, as like with the thing I had there about um, knowing the staff people's names, it can be scary for people who are new to a place to introduce themselves. So by having a name tag, it's almost like the staff is uh, is saying, hi, I am a blah, so that they they approach you with a sense that, like with an expectation that you are going to be able to address them and say like, oh, hi, Dan, or whatever right. like is on their tag. Uh, if you don't know who they are, and, they're, and they don't have anything that says, it's okay, you're allowed to talk to me, even though I'm staff, then you might never talk to them, and then you lose a potential connection you could make, like, right. person well, to person. Yeah, and I know that um, when I first started going for a, I guess I 
did the whole time I was going to um, Mavericks, although Jen knew my name, uh, when Lexi was bartending, she didn't know my name, but she knew my face and she knew my order. So, like, I would walk up and she's like, I already got you. (laughs) So, it's like, she, although it didn't quite get to that point, it wasn't until after, much, much later, after Mavericks had closed down and we had ran into each other, that we actually exchanged names. But, you know, it's it, it was still, she paid attention enough that even though it never crossed that personal line, she still knew my order and, like, had already put it in the computer before I even walked up to place the order. So, and it's funny because I actually spoke to her just a couple days ago and she goes, yeah, I still remember your order. <laughs> so, you know, it's, as long as there's that, that recognition, mm-hmm. I'm okay, but I like the more personal touch it occurred to me that goes for Dolly Greta and Brenda as well and like first of all we're able to say their names because we know who they are and like when we come to the door it's not like they're just sitting at sitting at the front desk the whole time and like playing on their phones or anything like they'll come around and like give us a hug because like we like each other (laughs) like yeah like we're we'll we'll walk in and and, uh, Brenda's like yay the kids are here you know yeah, so like, definitely a family welcoming mm-hmm. 100% agree with you alright number four what I love about ideal line dance bar food is tasty satisfies hunger and is competitively priced I think that's pretty self explanatory in yeah. everything you just listed because I think it's definitely important to offer some type of food mm-hmm. now no you don't have to offer like restaurant options of like you know here you can have 20 different sandwiches and then like five different burgers and then soup and salad and like anything like that because right. I don't order that stuff anyway I'm there to dance right I mean I tend to prefer appetizers as a general anyways when I go to restaurants so like at a venue like having something like that definitely helps I know um like when Stoney's puts out like their nachos. Yes, or their mac and cheese, or, or mac and cheese, biscuits or, and gravy. Yeah, they all. I remember Mavericks used to do that too. Yes. They have their like free breakfast or you know whatever right. it was, some buffet style cheap, but like satisfying, good, energizing thing. Mostly sobering for a lot of people, too. but for me it was that, just that refueling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and although I really do enjoy the fact that they're profitable enough that they could like Sony's could put out like free and then you can donate like you could tip your waitress kind of thing um, I'm also not above ordering at Stoney's as well like I've yeah. gone and I've ordered so many different things from them too oh yeah like the their, of the night. their discounted prime rib dinner was so good that like I'll pay full price full price for that <laughs> just knowing that I get to enjoy that meal again right and I've had entire nights turn around just I mean uh, Tradewinds has done this for me Stoney's has done this for me I know Mavericks as well Kodiak's probably like I might be not in the best state of mind I might have had like a day that's unrelated to dance things but it stays like with me when I try to let loose and sometimes just a little spike in the blood sugar and being treated as though you're cared about yes. it's, it's so like caveman almost but just like for somebody to put food in your belly means so much on a day when other things aren't going well right it's just that one little touch of like your act 
you actually matter. Yeah. We want you to be here. We want you to be happy. And we're not just going to tell you that and pat you on the back and say, buck up, kiddo. Like, they're going to actually do something that can make a change in your body and your physical yeah. state. In a way that's different from, like, here, have a drink on the house. Like, that's not the same. Like, it doesn't give you that feeling of, I don't know, like, being a kid and your mom bringing out your favorite meal because you had a bad day or you failed yeah. a test or something. Exactly. All right. Number five. What I love about favorite or ideal line dance bar, staff and pay. Oh my goodness! Another thing you think you take for granted: staff and patrons appear happy to be there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember being at venues where people would complain. People at security, people up behind the bar, people who uh, were just like standing and like watching, you know, the the people come from twenty one and over to the dance floor or whatever. Like people who just seemed like they wanted to be anywhere else. Why are you working there? You have choices. Yeah. I mean, and you're and bringing goes, us all down. That goes for anywhere. Yeah. Really. Like, you walk into a, a grocery store and you, like, see all the checkers that are just miserable. You're like, why am I shopping here? Mm -hmm. So why would it be any different for, like, a line dance venue? Like, you walk in and everybody looks miserable. You're automatically going, okay, why did I pay a cover charge to walk in here? Mm -hmm. why, why am I choosing to spend, you know, four or five hours dancing here when nobody looks like they want to be here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, newbies who, like, don't know any better, like, who, who just are getting a first impression of the place, they'll, they'll look at that and they'll see that, like, this, it, it, if I become like this, then this is not the place for me. Yeah. And, you know, people can chalk it up to, like, an off night, like, oh, sometimes security has a bad day or sometimes the bartender has a bad day, but, like, when it's every time and when it's everyone all at the same time, something's up. Like, yeah. you feel like this, it's not just the day, it's the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to uh, a podcast, uh, Dance Like Everyone's Watching by uh, Andrea Mulbauer, and one of the interviews uh, mentioned, like, people don't like, like, if they go to... Um, a dance performance that they don't relate to and they don't get it and it's too weird but they think like they were supposed to get something and like they just wasted their time what they said was like people don't go to an event to feel dumb they don't go to a place to feel dumb and if you're seeing a bunch of people who are unhappy in this case you don't go to a place to feel bad about your life like I don't want to look forward like get all dressed up and be like alright I'm going to get there and then everyone's going to bring me down and then I'm going to wish I hadn't come yeah <laughs> right exactly goal accomplished <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so like sometimes it, it it can almost just be like majority rule you can allow everyone else's Disneyland you can allow everybody else's positive mood to override whatever you were feeling just because, I mean, to some extent, you might feel like, well, okay, I kind of want to just, like, fit in. I don't want to be the one glum person. But then, by being a little positive to get along with everyone, you start to feel positive. And if everyone is encouraging depressed behavior, then you're just going to stick in your rut. Right. And going back to one of the previous things that you said about, you know, like, the staff being, like, approachable and asking your name and whatnot, Disneyland does a great job of greeting every single person individually and they see hundreds of thousands of people, yep. you know, and like to still have that like smile on their face says a lot 
you know you see tons of people and to make each single person like there's not a time I've walked through security or through the either gate for either park that I didn't feel welcomed and wanted there mm-hmm. so like if you could emulate that at, an, at a, a venue everybody looks happy to be there and you know it's hard work you know it, it's not cake to sit there and you know go through people's bags for hours or take people's tickets for hours or say the same safety line before you get on the ride for hours that can't be easy but they still look like they are enjoying themselves while they're there I noticed that about some airlines as well when they do like the safety check you have a choice you can do the boring thing and go through the motions and like check your watch or whatever but you can also have fun with it and like right. do little poses and like I've seen some airlines where they'll, they'll like kind of almost not quite improv because they have things that they need to really do like for safety but they aren't just putting on the plastic smile they look like alright guys we're all doing this so let's right. have some fun here and I've, I've seen videos like specifically of airlines Virgin America too, one. Yeah. Um, where they did like somebody did uh, voices oh I can't remember. I think it was Looney Tune voices. Oh, wow. Actually. Um, as they're going through the speech, each time they would go to a different topic, they'd switch to a different character. And it was like, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's engaging. And it makes the people who have heard this speech a hundred times feel like, oh, I should pay attention. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I should enjoy this. And so if you have that at a venue where people look like they're enjoying themselves and like switching it up and having fun it just adds to you you're like well I want to have fun too exactly yeah <laughs> alright number six what I love about ideal line dance bar staff attends to patrons who appear withdrawn or uncomfortable like that that has also I know I, I, I've, I've experienced that at Mavericks before where if I'm just having an off night, like, if, if somebody takes an interest in... Oh, and I know, okay, so another example of this would be, like, a you know, Wine Country Line Dance where Dolly makes an effort to, like, make sure that nobody's sitting alone and uh, just being unengaged with the rest of the group. Like, she'll introduce herself and, like, see what, what's the person's story. And when staff at a, uh, a venue, like a bar... When they do that as well, it makes you want to come back. Because, like, why do people... I mean, some people just go to bars because, like, they have nowhere else to go. And they're sad. And they think maybe if they have a couple drinks, maybe they'll meet somebody interesting. They'll make a friend or something. But if they're that shy that, like, this was their only option, they might not be the one to, like, put themselves out there. And then they'll look glum. And then they'll just wonder, why doesn't anyone want to talk to me? For other people who are also going through that, who are, like, just patrons they might not go up to that person because they're there for the same reasons maybe they're shy also however the staff is in a place where they can be confident and like they have to be there anyway so like they don't have anything to lose and um, they they can come up and be like hey so I'm so and so and uh, you know I am I'm the DJ here uh, is there anything you want to hear or the security can be like uh, you know, just generally hey what's up what's happening I haven't seen you here before like anything that gets the person out of their shell that for me has definitely been appreciated and boosted my nights when I've had weird nights 
at different places. Um, and it kind of goes with the owner as well. Like when, when the owner just comes down and is having a great time, that's like, it, it almost seems like the easy thing to do, but it can be scary for a person to like, not know, like, is this person going to be mad that I broke him out of their, their, their sad space? But like for, for a staff person to take that chance and like maybe really improve the person's entire night and make them a loyal repeat customer, I mean, that, that just that little bit of interest in their happiness is all it would take. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because like it didn't occur to me at like, for instance, say uh, Stoney's or the grad or anything like that. Like that's not something that like occurred to me as a thing that could be done. But I love that it's done when I go to the Wine Country Line Dance Socials. Mm. Like, I've never had a moment there where even just for, like, that split second where I've been, like, not approached by someone and just totally greeted and welcomed. It's like, I love that feeling. So, like, I'm almost shocked that it never occurred to me that you could then take that and put that at another venue mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't know maybe I've just I've still been so conditioned to separate the two that, that that's just what it's done when you're at this place versus that place but yeah no when you bring it up it makes complete sense that like I always enjoy that people have made an effort regardless of like if I look like I'm having a good time or not or if it look like I'm you know reserved or anything like everybody's always been more than just engaging so yeah I mean I definitely think that's that's absolutely crucial now that you point it out and as DJs I know Ron and Patrick are good about oh, that yeah Ron for sure mm-hmm. I mean yeah he'll get out and schmooze for like the entirety of a song until he has to count in the next one yeah and then Patrick just recently like I was having a weird night the other night at Stoney's and I wasn't out there very often for the dances um and he came out of the booth and he was asking me like hey is there anything you wanted to hear tonight because maybe he noticed like I wasn't out there for stuff that I normally would have been doing yeah so like that that meant a lot that like whatever it was he was doing he he, he stopped doing it to like he come, took that moment for yeah, you specifically that was really nice that's cool yeah. alright let's see what we got next is number seven what I love about ideal line dance bar Dances are balanced among complex exhibitions and simpler herd movements. (laughs) (laughs) I like the description. Yeah. Like Cupid Shuffle, it's really just kind of movement. You're moving to the right, and then you're moving to the left. no, for sure. And then other things are like, how can I contort my body? So having that balance, there was a time, there was... There was that phase where I was thinking, like, God, why do we even have these other dances? They're so boring. Like, can't we just do the, all the fun ones? People could learn them, right? Like, <laughs> we learned them. So, uh, but, yeah, like, now now I see so much, like, the value and, like, how happy people are when they get that dance. That right. For us, you know, we learned at Kodiak's how many years ago. But for them, it's their first night, maybe. It's the first dance that they feel confident in. And everyone's happiness is like equal. What if I if you get work from home, that's like somebody else getting electric slide because exactly. they just remembered, oh, for this part, we do the forward tap, then the back tap, then the scuff. Aha! I got it. Right? Yeah. No, and that's and that's true. Um and I, I, I won't date myself by going back and how far I, I 
learned those dances. Um, but it's been a little bit more in the front of my mind as of late, uh, simply because of the fact that I'm looking at things like, for instance, perfect example, tonight, the outlaw. I can't tell you when the last time I did that dance was, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to have fun with this one tonight. I'm going to do this and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to mess with it and I'm going to enjoy it. And that is what I'm going to do to this dance that I haven't done in, I don't even know how long. And it, I had a blast. Same thing, Same. you know, like <laughs> a couple months back when we, was it the electric slider? Yeah, that was one of them. Oh, it's Stroke For it. me. Yeah, it's Stroke, stroke that it. Yeah, it was like, I can't stand that dance. I can't stand that dance. I can't stand that. Why do we have it? It's so stupid and so easy and I'm so over it. And then I got out there and I was like, wow, I'm really glad I got out there and danced that. And it was like, what a different tune I'm currently singing. Yeah. But like at the same time, I love getting out there. The other night uh, when I went to Sony's, I did um, God Bless Texas the same night that I did Whip It. Yep, The Beast. And The Beast and Gimme Gimme. But I still went out there for one of those older dances that are on the, you know, beginner, improver side of things. Just because I was like, you know what? Do I still remember this dance? Let's, let's challenge myself in that alone. Do I still remember? Is it still ingrained in my muscles? It took a little bit. I won't deny that it took a wall or two for me to be like, oh yeah, okay, there we go. But I was like, okay, how can I have fun with this? What can I change up? Where can I add something that now makes this a brand new dance that I'm learning essentially for me. Because yep. although I know the basic movements and how it was originally choreographed, where can I challenge myself? And so having the easier dances, or as you put them, hard movements, <laughs> um, is so crucial too because that is where I started. And I have to remind myself that that is what teaches people on how let me rephrase that because uh, from what I recently learned, uh, Jesse Chan jumped in and started learning like intermediate and advanced dances when she first got in there. Oh, wow. So <laughs> normal human beings um, will start out on the easier stuff and that's how they learn how to do, you know, a rock step or a coaster step or a sailor step or a step pivot. Like that's where you start so that you can go into insane dances like work from home mm -hmm. yeah so like I definitely agree that there needs to be a challenge for the advanced dancers there needs to be a beginning point for the beginning dancers and even for the advanced dancers too as we've come to recently experience ourselves um and there needs to be a switch up like DJ I know we have quite a few DJs which obviously in itself is kind of crucial to the venues um you have to have a dj who knows what they're doing like i know that they'll do a couple dances where they'll do a couple easy ones that fills the floor then they'll throw in one of those hard ones that kind of like most people scatter away from and then because they appease the harder crowd then they go back to the easy ones so that they can get the people back on the floor and be like look that's something you could get work towards if you wanted to um, but look at all these other people doing Cupid Shuffle or the Wobble you know it's almost like lungs like 
they breathe the the floor breathes in the dancers and then it breathes them back out yeah. and that cycle keeps it healthy all night. Yeah. Because if you just chunked them all so that they were like doing like the advanced dancers did like all eight of the ones they requested in a row, they're not going to be as happy as if they had time to like really relax and they're not going to be going as all out as they would be if they had a little space between them. Yeah. I mean, and I like I it's interesting that you put it that way because like it is one of the things I really like about um, the Wine Country Line Dance socials is they will block them into, like, the, your beginner, your improver, your intermediate, and then your advanced dances. Like, they will block them in that. And, like, I really, really enjoy that because that allows me to kind of, like, figure out what I'm doing. But they also have the playlist in advance well, so that I can kind of prepare myself. Too. And they they do tempo. Uh, they take tempo into consideration. It's not like they're. It's usually not like they're doing a bunch of fast stuff in a row. They'll still be doing three advanced songs, but maybe it's two quick ones and a yeah. slow one, exactly. so that you can breathe. Even if you're doing all the songs in the set list, like you're not gonna just die after the first half and then have nothing left for the slow stuff if they chunked those into the last part. Exactly. They still alternate them. Yeah, they do a really good good job of kind of like ordering them around so that you you still get that same concept of like the easy and then the hard even though they're still all in that like same category right. too and that's kind of a luxury that we have like with the selection that is played at uh, circuit style events is that we can do line dances to slower songs whereas a, a bar they can't do like two hard dances and then a slow song because people don't do slow line dances at bars no. And they can't put that many slow songs up because it'll make the couples happy, but everyone else is going to be like, well, we don't have anyone to dance with. I, this, yeah, is that, this, is why, this is why I come to line dances because you don't need a partner. Exactly. <laughs> and like, so the, the, the substitution in that case would be instead of like quick, quick, slow dance, they do um, like hard, hard, easy. Yeah. Because even if it's a fast tempo one, the movements are such that a person could marathon the whole night and they're not going to blow themselves out by doing like whip it beast cupid shuffle they could keep dancing they're just you know gonna have an easier easier time yeah exactly all right well let's see well there's another thing i was we're pulling up if people are noticing gee it sure is getting quieter and and easier to hear the people who are talking uh the, the car is slowing down and coming to a stop so you'll hear our voices a lot better um there might have been another thing I was thinking regarding the variety, but until it comes to me, here's number eight, and this list, by the way, goes up to currently 24, so this will be a, a good good place to pause after number eight, and we'll be a third of the way through. What I love about Ideal Line Dance Bar, venue-specific culture creation is encouraged. Um, and in the case of like uh, shout along with the with the song bar like Grad or Stoney's, it could be these are specific things that we say here because a couple of our regulars kept shouting it and then everyone else decided to start shouting it and that's what's cool about our place. SoCal, they'll say like, shake it, woo, during good time. That's something we don't do up here. But yeah. like they, they can feel like, ah, oh, it's cool. This is our home thing that we do. Or variations in the steps themselves people can identify that as something that a couple people started doing and then everyone started doing it and that's like their thing that's their venue's thing yeah so for that to be encouraged and to not necessarily just have all vanilla all the time 
um, that makes people feel like they're in more of an in-group. And when they go out on the road, if they do their in-group thing, then they can kind of feel, even if it's a scary new place for them, they can feel a little bit at home. Okay, so to kind of go off of what you're saying, mm -hmm. I totally agree. It is key to throw in, you need to know the vanilla way for it to be a true variation. Mm -hmm. You can't just know the variation and know that that's how it's done mm -hmm. and that's my dance. No, it's you, you have to know that what is being done is an actual variation to the original step sheet. Yep. That's one thing. <laughs> um, because we've had many conversations, and I think that is very important mm -hmm. to know the original choreography and then have the choice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because, I mean, it's it's also... It, it almost toxicifies, or whatever you call it, toxifies. It makes it, like, yeah. unhealthy if, if the feeling you get when you go out to the other places. No, we do it right back home. That's the right way to do the dance. And then you guys... I don't know, you do it different and weird. Like, that's not... That's not the same as, oh, this is this cute thing that we have kind of chosen exactly. to do. And, and I'm bringing it here to this new place. But with that said, <laughs> right. a perfect example was when um, we had gone to In Cahoots mm -hmm. and they had the Tush Push competition because I know a variation. I was able to have a whole lot more fun and I was also able to spread it Jackie and Cammy. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, I got to share a piece of my venue, mm -hmm. my knowledge with these two amazing female dancers that I had like literally met the night before, mm -hmm. <laughs> or in Cammy's case, the day of, you know? And so it's like, I felt like I had something to offer them too, because I had this personal style that, again, I knew it was a variation because I know the original steps. Um, but it was, oh yeah, this is how I do it back home. Mm -hmm. And so like, that was definitely something that we got to share and bond over. Mm -hmm. So like it, I think it is important that different places do have that own personal, like little style or culture or shout outs or, and even it's funny because like certain shout outs, um, are different at each bar too, uh, but similar at the same time, you know, um, mm. watermelon crawl, for instance, like that has so many different things that I've heard over the years. And it's funny coming from KJ's in Petaluma to then going to Mavericks, like I know it as this, that is not what they're saying now. And so like, I'm like the one person who stands out even in my own home area because I learned it at this one venue and they learned it at this other one. Mm -hmm. So, but it's fun because then we get to play with each other almost like as if we had uh, two competing sports teams mm. where you can kind of tease each other a little bit with it. You can play back and forth and share that as well. So, yeah, I definitely think it's important to have that extra little something there that's welcomed. Mm -hmm. And it applies to events as well where... If there's something like, and you might be, if you're a choreographer instructor and you are going to country after country and it seems like you're just teaching the same dance everywhere and you, it'll be all blurred together, you can still differentiate, whether intentionally or not, how the people learn it at one place versus another so that when you hear that thing or you see that thing done on the floor, you're like, oh, cool. It's the people who learned this at WWLA. 
Yes. And um, I, I know that happens in like Dizzy. There, there are certain places where the people will do woo, and it's not something I was used to because like that's not how I, I learned Dizzy, like putting the woo in that place. But like the stomp, 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 stomp when the when it goes instrumental, I learned that at Mavericks. So that's what I brought, and then the woos were what they brought. Yeah. And then like the cliche love song, uh, at the end of the uh, the arm movement when you go yes. da 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 da. I know that some places, like I know Wine Country Line Dance likes to do this, where they like jump in the air and land with a uh. And I'm yeah. sure because of what happened, at, you know, with Gimme Gimme, some places are going to do the ending uh. Uh, yeah. If she taught it that way to them and other places, maybe they'll do something else. Maybe she'll teach right. it differently to them. But like it makes each well, experience unique to that body of people who met for that time period at that place. Yeah. So you have a specific memory that makes that special. Exactly. Um, and like, I mean, I know in um, Gimme Gimme that we just did on Sunday at the One Country Line Dance Social, Jono and I were doing the T-Rex arms. Hmm. You know, yeah. so it was like that was something special to us because yep. of Emily mm. and being able to share that experience with everybody that now it's like, you know, I was there for the T-Rex and this is our way of looking at each other and going, yeah, giving mm. me with the T-Rex arms. And so it's like it's that fun. It makes it a little bit more enjoyable um, as well as almost like the inside joke. Exactly. That yeah. you're included in on. Right. As opposed to the outside of it <laughs> mm, like the had to be there feeling. yeah exactly i think kat might have mentioned that too with like gimme gimme and her telling people the okay eventually she was just like yeah you kind of had to be there right <laughs> like hear rebecca herself do the everyone say okay yeah like, and I, I wasn't paying attention when they did it um when they did gimme gimme uh, at stoney's last time we were there did they do the uh, at the end uh i know kat and myself did mm. i don't remember if anybody else did uh, I know I was also, I believe I was dancing near Lacey, but I don't remember if she, if Kat, or I don't know if Kat had taught her that part or not, but I know, like, you know, I was like, mm. and even at um, Wine Country Line Dance Social this last uh, Sunday, there was a handful of us who did that too. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely fun. Um, and it was, it was that, yay they were in the lesson mm -hmm. like you know because some of those lessons were so big that you're like on one end of the room and you're like i wonder who else is here mm -hmm. you know it's like I, I remember asking who knows this and like brenda raised her hand i was like really you learned this <laughs> i was like i don't know why i'm surprised but you know i don't remember seeing you in the lessons mm -hmm. she was no i was there i was like oh cool <laughs> you know so it's definitely Having that little extra makes it nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it separates it from just being a dance. Like I was, I don't know if this one qualifies because like one of the things that all these things have in common is that they're not like styling options. They're not formally listed as a thing you can do. You really did have to be there for it to like feel natural. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have something like pom poms where it does say technically at the end, like everyone move into the center for the big finish. But if you're just learning the dance so you can know the steps, you're not going to care about that. You're not going to think they're taking it seriously. Like, oh, this is a real thing we're supposed to do. If you have seen videos, like when it was first created, like if you were at Chicago and yeah. you, you did the big thing, if, like, because there is, I have the video on my, my YouTube of like when it was done after it was choreographed and everyone does go into the middle because like that's what the, the choreographers were there to tell them this is what you do. And then any person who learned that way 
from that specific experience with those people, they're probably going to be more inclined to do it that way at their own community events or their own Mm -hmm. socials or their bars. And anyone else who's just learning it because it's a dance on the top 10, they they might not get that same feeling of like, this is important to do for reasons. Exactly. All right. Oh, and I remembered what the thing was uh, regarding the last one uh, about like simple and complex. For me, it was bump and grind tonight where that is almost always, and I don't remember the last time I did it, it's almost always a like sit down, take a break dance for me because like there's so little to it. I think it's like point together, point together, grapevine right, point together, point together, grapevine left. And I think like you do paddle turns and like shuffle to the side, yeah. shuffle to the side. And like, what was it? Kickball change just to like finish the dance. Kickball change a couple times, step and then turn. And that's it. And for for the most part, like that kind of just seems like Cupid Shuffle movement. Um, and I'm not like in love with the song. So like I would just take a break. But we came out for like very specific reasons tonight. And yes. that came up, that song came up so early in the playlist that I wasn't ready being all fired up to, to sit, sit down. down. <laughs> so, um, so I did it and then, yeah, I had fun with it. And right? like, I, I definitely got, got some of the emotions and like the, you know, what I was after for tonight. Like, um, I was able to put that into something I never would have expected, which was bump and grind. Right. And I found some places in there that my body was moving in ways I wouldn't have expected. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's that's funky. Let me try that again. <laughs> and um, yeah, like there's so much potential just hiding in those those simple dances. Um, and because we we did so many of those, like whether it was stuff like kind of like for me, I know there were some that were out of my comfort zone, like partner dancing, and then you know outlaw, which is just not a comfort zone thing as much as like usually. Yeah. And like doing fake ID our way the two people on the floor doing it off on the side because like you know what I need to do fake fake ID my way I can modify it and do it their way but no that's not what tonight is about and then like (laughs) doing dance with me instead of everybody else doing triple M bar and you know having that that one person shout out to Brittany who apparently knows Elliot Marr in SoCal like yeah (laughs) that that was that was a surprise Um, like just being out there constantly on the floor there was so much to like discover and experience and i i couldn't have done that by you know, taking break songs right so i'm well, glad i'm glad that you know they had the mixture of and, and i'm also glad that it wasn't my enjoyment was not based on getting my requests played going back to like the balance between yes you know complex and movement dances um, if it were just about like I need to get what I want and otherwise I won't be happy, um, well, a lot of the night you're not going to be happy. <laughs> so if you make yeah. the choice that you're going to have a good attitude about it and you're going to find something in bump and grind and then you do, like, well, you're just as happy as if you had gotten one of your requests played. So there you go, mission accomplished. Right? Like I had said about Outlaw, I'm going to do this dance and I'm going to have fun with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's going to happen. And because I had that attitude, it was like, Every single dance that I had the option of dancing to, I was like, no, I'm not walking off this floor. I'm not walking off this floor unless I genuinely do not know this dance. Because I'm not in the zone where I want to pick up a dance tonight. But I don't want to sit any of the ones I know out. Even the ones I half know. 
So I was like, depending on what they play, I'm going to get out there. And it's like, I think the last time I did Dr. Doctor, I was at the grad, which tells you how long ago that could have been. I don't even know. Um, but I was like, I think I remember this one. Let's get out and figure it out. You know, and it was like, I got out there. I had fun with it. It was, it was just that, like, I'm not going to miss a dance tonight. I'm not going to miss a dance tonight. To be fair, we also had a very short period of time which sometimes actually I've come to learn is really nice because it gives you that urgency of, no, no, I'm not going to miss a dance. Mm -hmm. Um, So it keeps you fired up a little bit more than like if you say go for five hours. Yeah. Then you have the excuse of like, oh, I should pace myself. Like when people are like, hey, don't you know this one? It's like, oh no, they're going to play these hard. I need to be ready for those. Yeah. So I can't do this one right now. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and sometimes even like if you, start the night off with a no I'm gonna I'm gonna dance every song I know after like you know an hour you're like yeah no (laughs) I'm done it's cool I'm gonna sit the next like three out Mm -hmm. unless they play one of those that like must dance to songs like Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna sit Mm -hmm. and if it just so happens I sit a little bit longer then I sit a little bit longer you know you give yourself that out whereas tonight because we had such a short period of time we were like no I want to get every single thing I possibly can out of this and it made it for that urgency that fire that drive that like no I'm going to enjoy tonight because this is what I need and want Mm -hmm. and it gave me almost a revitalizing energy towards dance too which shocked me because again when I think of amazing things that I like about all these different things, you know, there's something about the grad that I do really, really enjoy, but it's not typically like the, I have to go here right this second. Same. Um, but I still, I like, I still like the environment. There's still something about it that keeps drawing me back. Just not as frequently as say some of the other venues. Mm-hmm. But tonight I'm like, when's the next time I can go to the grad? Hmm. when's the next time I can go to the grad which is really like abnormal for me that I'm kind of like I'm intrigued with this new notion I want to see where this goes Mm -hmm. and I think it just had to do with how much I wasn't necessarily worried about the venue and who was all there as I was of I came here to dance and Mm -hmm. enjoy myself Mm -hmm. and so the you know, I was like, and I, I talked with the, the gentleman that was, you know, checking our ideas, IDs and coming in and, you know, like there was a little banter back and forth before I even walked into the door. So like that already got me in that like fun, playful mood. And because I had a staff member engaging with me, you know, it already set the tone for it. Mm-hmm. So, cause I know as soon as I walked in that door, I was like, oh, this feels good. This feels right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, one sort of like phantom unlisted item uh, is, that I think is also important for venues is a sense of like you never know who's going to be there. You might not. Like one of the things I loved about tonight is I didn't know hardly anybody. We knew Lacey. Yeah. And we met Brittany, friend of Elliot Marr, and I didn't recognize anyone else. And that was nice. Like the things that I was experimenting with, like I was saying earlier before before we started recording, like I couldn't have gotten away with some of this stuff if like I knew that there were people I... I was going to have to talk to afterwards, like that watching could potentially judge. you, Yeah. Like, like I just have some comment, like why the hell did you do that? Like I, I, I really just needed, uh, a, the feeling of going to a brand new place. Like, let's say there was some place in 
like the East Bay that I'd never been to. That's the kind of place I needed to go to tonight, but it's Monday. And I knew the grad was doing something, like they have a line dance night tonight. So I knew that's a place I could go. But like, I was able to have that experience of nobody knows me here. I can do whatever I want. I can choose anything I feel and there are no negative consequences. Anything is possible. I got that from the grad. Right. And I think part of it was um, that I hadn't been in a while. And so maybe there's something to be said about like just pacing yourself. But also I think they do a good job of uh, because they have the the dance selection that they do, they bring in a lot of new people and they never make it so hard that new people don't want to come. And if it's the same people going to a place, unfortunately, and this is not Mavericks' fault necessarily, but like um, if it's the same people going to a place, it gets kind of stale. I know going to trade wins who's going to be there. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm going to meet some new person or they're going to they're gonna have attracted a giant group of beginners from some country concert that was in the area. Like, that's not going to happen. The people who are going to go there are the people I've seen for years since Kodiaks. Yeah. And, I mean, that's all right, but, like, I, that's not the experience I want as much as, you know, having some fresh, new, unexpected thing happen. Well, and having that familiarity is nice it definitely is but there has to be that same potential of unexplored territory Mm -hmm. where you know you can meet new people you can see new dances you can see new stylings you can Mm -hmm. see new versions like um i know for a while there i was kind of annoyed by the concept of like a split floor Mm -hmm. but as i've kind of like gotten used to the idea of um socal and us and like even circuit versus you know traditional country bar like sometimes it's nice to be those two or three people doing something completely different Mm -hmm. from everybody else because you've again you have that sense of like i'm included in this i didn't have to sit the dance out or do a dance that like maybe doesn't fulfill me the same way um or even having that option of like for instance tonight yeah i i can totally have fun with triple m bomb mm-hmm. but how many people know dance with me mm-hmm. how, i mean that's something that i really enjoy and that's every time i hear that song every time i do that dance i can't help but have the fond memory of any time I've danced that with Colleen singing. Mm. Like, I automatically go back there. It doesn't matter which venue I'm in. Like, I was thinking about it tonight going, yeah, I just did this just, just like a week ago with Colleen singing. And that's something, like, I can remember fondly. And that's something I get to share as I'm doing this dance at the grad tonight, you know. And then we ha- I was, like, I was really confused because, like, at first I was trying to figure out if she was following us. And then, like... She was doing the turns, like, perfectly and, like, mm-hmm. nailing it. And I was like, no, she knows this dance. How does she know this dance? And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, afterwards, she was nice and, you know, courageous enough to come up to us and talk to us. And you're like, are you from SoCal? You know? <laughs> and we were able to meet Brittany, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun to know that because we know that dance, we were able to also meet someone new. She was able to do that version because, mm-hmm. I mean, 
she may or may not know triple M bop. I don't know. Yeah, and if she had been alone, even wanting to do dance with me, she would have felt like awkward because I know how I I feel like Being I, the only one. Yeah, like I got to go off into my corner or something yeah. just because like I really want to do whatever dance. I want to do no vacancy when they're playing sangria, and you know if if I feel like I'm the only one, then I don't have enough like social clout there on the floor to say yeah no we we could split this floor there are enough people like no it's just me i'm gonna go off by the mechanical bull now (laughs) but and i like that split floor option because i mean i do know like two different versions to certain songs like Mm -hmm. i do know two different versions so i get to choose my version of that night which i feel more like doing um when they have that split floor option or for instance um at dinner uh, last night I was talking about WWLA and when I had first been exposed to Jono's um, Just Feel Like Dancing and then like all the other ones I remember all three of them were going at once and I was able to really look at each of the dances and be like which one do I want to learn mm-hmm. and I, like I was looking and looking and being like okay well I like how that one hits there but then it doesn't like quite hit the music right the next time that one looks cool. Looks like a lot of steps that I'm not quite like sure I want to do to this song. And then, oh no, that that's the one I want. <laughs> that's definitely the one I, which I wouldn't have gotten if they didn't have that split floor option. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, I've noticed that there is a value to it. Now, no, I do not believe there needs to be 12 or 13 different dances to the same song by any means. Mm-hmm. But having that like beginner level, intermediate, and then like an advance can be beneficial for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my more fun challenges um, when I'm able to do it uh, is when there are two different, like let's say, I think I might have mentioned this uh, happening in Reno at uh, Novi. And then I think I, I might have done this at Stoney's before once as well when there were enough people who knew Sweet Sensation. Um, Sometimes they'll they'll play a song where people will be doing Sweet Sensation and Triple M Bop, and if you stand in a safe part of the floor in between both of them, you can switch back and forth. You can <laughs> every every time it you know gets to a place where you feel like jumping over, you just pick it up right there, and that that's one fun thing that can happen with split floor that um, that you wouldn't get from just everyone doing the same thing because yeah. if you just jump into a different version for 32 counts and you're the only one then you don't really look like you're doing anything that makes sense you're just like why did he, did he have a seizure like did he forget that he <laughs> was he, doing right? why is he doing sweet sensation which, which dance is he trying to do mm-hmm. oh and also for context for anybody who's curious colleen who is colleen uh colleen is colleen hauser you should check out her website colleen c-o-l-l-e-e-n hauser is spelled h-e-a-u-s-e-r she's amazing so talented um she's got original music and we actually aren't like this. Yeah, this is not like a sponsorship thing. She's just awesome. You should yes. listen to everything she's ever done and go to her shows. Yes, absolutely. Amazing, talented and very sweet mm-hmm. individual. Definitely. So highly recommend her songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, also uh, not related to much of anything. But since we got through the first third, I feel like I can just jump into this as well. Um I have noticed that we we seem to be getting like regular listeners to the podcast. Like, there's a good chunk of, um, like, there, there's a there's an average number now 
that really? seem, yeah, that seems to be you know, fairly stable per episode. So now I have the opportunity to say out there to the the the, the line dance podcast verse, uh, thank you for listening. Like we're so glad that there are people who are interested in all of this, like we are. Right. It's nice to know that our um, insane what one thirty in the morning ramblings. Um, actually reach people and they're interested and intrigued or even you know enjoying possibility (laughs) it's definitely nice and you're also you know always welcome to message uh, myself and i'm just going to assume you as well absolutely uh, on facebook Uh, my name is christopher gonzalez g-o-n-z-a-l-e-z go ahead and add me i'm going to confirm as long as we have like line dance people like i'm gonna see name and then oh wow 56 mutual friends or 100 and something mutual friends <laughs> yeah you're probably cool we should chat and like you know dance someplace sometime um how would you spell your name um well it's megan without an h <laughs> and then it's b-a-r-s-u-g-l-i-a for Barcelia. and i i have some additional um final thoughts but what what thoughts do you have in addition to everything oh i I don't know. There's so many more venue things that I'm in, like, trying. I want to look at the list, but then I don't. Like, I want to just... I'm excited that I have all those other ones to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's that whole marshmallow thing. Yeah. You could have one now, or if you wait, you can have two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm definitely, like, looking forward to to the next, next podcast episode. I, I like that we have a mixture also. I don't know how many people out there would agree. I like that there's this mix of... The interviews that have been recorded how many months ago? I think I interviewed the one that's going up today uh, is with Max Walcott. I'm really excited for people to hear that one because that'll be a good one. Yeah, with everything he had to say about like uh, improvising and especially his story about the electric slide. Yes, and how you can do so much with that that you wouldn't expect that you could. Um, That was recorded, I think, in late July. It is now December. So we have that, but then we also have sort of in real time, um, because it's technically now Tuesday, it's past midnight, people are going to be listening to this the same day as it was recorded. Right. So we can kind of like stay stay live with each other here. Yeah. yeah. Which I highly, highly recommend Max's interview. That was the one that got me to kind of reevaluate my... Uh, thoughts and perspectives on the easier dances mm-hmm. was when I heard his story and I was kind of like, huh, wait a minute. <laughs> he has a point. <laughs> so it's definitely, I got a lot out of that one. I highly, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. So granted, I recommend all the interviews cause they all have something extremely valuable that brought a new outlook to myself personally. So I definitely think that there's a lot of value, a lot of insight, a lot of personal touch that makes each individual person's story so valuable mm-hmm. and so important. So. Oh, and if anybody out there wants to be interviewed, like I, uh, I, I hope that, you know, with, with seeing the variety of people who've already been interviewed, uh, if you... If you feel like you have an interesting insight, uh, I highly encourage you to like let me know, and I would love to to 
chat with you about whatever aspect it is um, that you feel most associated with in the world of line dance. Yeah, Cause absolutely. Because like, I mean, we've talked to DJs, um, venue managers, uh, instructors, choreographers, just country dancers. bar dancers, event dancers, like circuit circuit slash event dancers, uh, live music performers. Colleen is actually uh, in, in the previous, like I guess you could call it like YouTube season of Line Dance podcast, the the one that was like before all of the podcast podcast uh, episodes. Like I interviewed her as well, yeah. And like she she knows some line dances, but like besides that, like she on stage has such a different perspective on what it's like to be in in a, a room where that's happening. Mm-hmm. She can see things that we can't be in the thick of it. Yeah. So yeah, if if anybody out there has anything. Even if you don't dance, but like you're a historian of dance or um, you just love the line dance world and you've observed things that are interesting to you, I would like to hear about them. I'm sure other people would as well. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think the what I think would be really interesting is if anybody's like a videographer mm-hmm. or anything like that, because that's a totally different perspective than anything else we've already seen or heard from yet mm-hmm. like that would be really cool to get their perspective on things mm-hmm. oh and for me i mean i i because i didn't peek at the rest of the list i don't know if this will come up but uh i would be very interested in hearing any uh, lighting designers opinions because that yeah. i have had like when we're talking about ideal line dance venue i have had this this like vision of synchronized lighting per dance yeah. so that just like there are steps to certain line dances, there are lighting cues that happen, not just because, like, I know that there are systems where, like, it'll, when, when the bass hits, then something automatically happens that isn't really controlled by a person, but it's just, like, reactive yeah. from the system. I am thinking, like, specifically, like, at concerts, when they go into the bridge, like, all these lights do all these things, and then it gets quiet, and all the spotlights go down on the performer, and and then it gets starts building again, some of the lights start flashing, like, all that's designed. Somebody had to actually do that. So if anybody out there has an overlap between lighting design passion and wanting a new project and um, also loves line dance, and maybe it just never occurred to you before, hey, I could put these together... We should talk. Right? Because I don't have any of that expertise, and, and it would be great to meet somebody who has that. Yeah. We could talk about line dance. Right? Absolutely. Do you have additional, in a, I, mean, I think uh, from the marshmallow uh, mm-hmm. example, like, is there anything else that, that uh, comes to mind for you? Any final thoughts uh, about, you know? Well, line? again, like you said, I'm not sure what comes next on the list or anything mm. like that, but in the idea of putting, you know, dreams and ideas into practice, I would almost be in, interested in speaking with someone with interior design. Oh, yes, definitely. In designing the inside of a venue to come up with ideas of how to make the environment what it needs to be. Because when it comes down to it, yes, you need a a few key essential items like a dance floor, mm. which I'm sure is on the list. Um, Wait, concrete? Concrete's not a dance floor? I, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can't even pretend. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> um, but, like, how to make it more than just 
a dance floor in the middle of a room mm-hmm. or off to the side of the room even or mm-hmm. like what what an interior designer would see when you're trying to be like okay this is the environment I'm trying to capture this is the feel I'm going for how would you what what would you put into play like that would be cause I love those you know like interior design TV shows so I would love to see what they could do with a dance venue like mm. that would be amazing definitely so yeah the, any any way that I decorate is kind of haphazard and just involves like what freebie posters have I gotten over time right you know what uh, what illustrations have friends made for me and then that's what goes up but I've been in very intentional rooms where like strange art that I wouldn't have thought to buy looks really good when it's with all this other art that they put together mm-hmm. and then I get an overall feeling about being in that room like ooh Hmm, I could relax here, yeah. or if it's a if it's an exciting place and they're putting up specific you know posters and neon lights and whatever else, you get a different feeling from that. And to know how somebody's mind works, that they can control your emotions based on props, that's that's a, a pretty uh, amazing skill, and I'd love to learn more about that. Right, exactly. Like I think that would be such an amazing and informative conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely a very visual learner. Mm-hmm. So to have that experience of having that conversation with someone that does it, for, they went to school for it and they do it for a living would be absolutely just like mouth-watering for me. I would, I would just eat it all up because I would be like, whoa, I would never have thought of that. Or like, oh, cool, I did think of that. You mm-hmm. know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love, I would absolutely love to hear about like the interior design part because obviously we're talking human control of like staffing and then like lighting and then like you know supplies you can put out there but to actually start with the environment and how it's going to possibly affect individuals just by one person walking in the room with nobody else there Mm -hmm. that's where you start Yeah, I remember that actually was the case for Keith and myself when we went to Stoney's in the middle of a day, and it didn't have all the lights set up the way that they would have been during a like a a normal night. Like, you if you go into the main like just right through the front door during the day, it feels so much different than when the energy is up and like all their intentional things are happening. All the right lights are on, and and people are stationed in the right places. When we were there, it kind of that first time it wasn't. It wasn't at its best. It wasn't its like best put forward um, a presentation. So it didn't give us the emotion of like wanting to check it out immediately during one of their normal nights. But when we went um, on one of their bigger nights, I think we did end up going on a Sunday when Sundays weren't as big, like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it felt like strange and and um, I don't know, like it, it didn't it, like hook us. When you do, like, let's say you're a random person, you go in on a Wednesday night, maybe earlier in the evening when it's not too crowded, the the sound and the lights, you don't know what's going on, but you don't want to miss something. Something's going to happen that you don't want to leave before it happens. You know? Yeah. So. Well, some, some wrap-up thoughts for me. Uh, I'm really glad we went out tonight. Absolutely. Uh, playlist... It's like, yeah, it, uh, though it be small, it is fierce. <laughs> uh, we, we, I, I think for everything that I was hoping to get out of a night of dancing, like I definitely got, 
Um, it was different than a normal fuller night of dancing, but like I got dressed up. Uh, we were able to catch up just in real life things on the drive up, and we got to do dances that uh, we know like the back of our hands, and then others like you. You were mentioning Doctor Doctor. It's just and, been a while. Yeah, and for like... me, bump and grind was like. I mean, do I remember this? It took me a couple walls. Like <laughs> right. it was strange. Um, but you were saying. No, you're... Oh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, we, we got we got through, you know, a good fist-pumping, like, list of dances, and cherry on top, like, here we are getting to do another episode of Lane Dance Podcast. Exactly. Which I was really hoping that we'd be able to do. Right. So I'm glad we did. And I'm looking forward to... The next the, sections. Mm-hmm, the next couple sections. And uh, and we'll, we'll be ready to take everyone on that, that ride with us. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no alcohol was consumed before or during this podcast. No, this is all aloe water here. <laughs> also not a paid sponsorship. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for, for uh, listening to us this long. Thank you, Megan. Of course. For being here and driving. Absolutely. So important. And uh, we will catch you all next time.